Hi everyone, you're listening to Something Real. Happy Easter! Easter is this Sunday in just a couple days, or depending on when you're listening to this, it could be after Easter already, but don't just fast forward or skip this episode. Uh, you know, the the tagline or slogan for this podcast is connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. And I think that's important to think about, even especially with holidays like Easter or big events like this, where we all know the story, we've read it, we've seen movies about it, seen TV shows about it. I think being able to relate something as big and overwhelming as what Jesus did on on Easter, as what we know as Easter, in our day-to-day lives today is something that... I know I don't always do that well. Um, So really reflecting on that and how what Jesus did for us affects our life on a daily basis is is really important to have a discussion about. So uh, Rich and I are touching on that today and we will get further into that in our discussion next week. So enjoy the episode. Happy Easter. Yes, how about that? We got a, happy, a resurrection happy day coming up here. Little, little important. Yeah, only the pinnacle of everything that we do. It, no big deal. It, it's funny how we celebrate Christmas as right. a huge thing, and and obviously without the That's Advent, right. then there is no Passion Week. Right. But the the crux, <laughs> little pun, the 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 crux, crux of everything that we do here is the the crux, the cross, the right. crucifixion. So apart the crux from is that, the crux. we. We don't have salvation. We don't have hope. We don't have anything to hang our hats on. If Jesus came and he, you know, lived as a as a man and gave us a good example, and then he died, we're still stuck with this ridiculous idea that we could somehow do what he did. We can't. We don't. We never have. We never will. Oh my gosh! I'm about to go off onto a historical thing here, but I'm I'm, I'm going to stop because we've only got, we got ten, ten minutes. We got ten minutes here. Uh, but it just maybe. But really, we could end right there with what you just said. But because that's the, that's the point of, of that's yeah. the importance of Easter. That's Everything the point points of Easter. to that, right? But I think we get not to... about chocolate bunnies. No matter how those bunnies identify, even if they identify as peeps, those it's not about baskets and eggs and all that kind of stuff. All of the fun fantasy that goes along with all of these things, I, I'm uh, I'm into. Right. Fantasy. There's, a so Gaff- I'm not- There's a Jim Gaffigan joke. He goes, oh, Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. What should we do? Jim How about Gaff- eggs? <laughs> Jim Gaffigan cracks me up. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Catholic boy there. Anyway, I don't know about how good a Catholic boy. What well, is yeah. a Catholic boy? Well, he's got a lot of kids. So, if that's- <laughs> he does. So anyhow, as we're looking at this stuff, I'm not suggesting let's make everything serious and somber. I think right. sometimes It's a celebration. It, it, it is. And I don't know that it's a bad thing for us to have... You know celebrations at Christmas time that right. involve. Uh, I hesitate to say secular, but I'm going to say secular traditions. The the nostalgic things that people do: Christmas trees and lights and, and Santa, Santa Claus, Claus and all right. that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty stuck in the scriptures, and yet we do those things at our house. Right. So I, I and none of my children have Hallmark movies. have. It's always the Hallmark <laughs> movies with you, uh, with you and my family because we watch. <laughs> a lot don't of blame movies. this on me. <laughs> but none of my children have have ever had any confusion right. about the difference between reality and fantasy right. when they're old enough to process it. 
my kids, when they're young, believe that there really is a Santa Claus, and then they don't, and then they move on and, and do stuff with their life. I hope there's no kids listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> need to just, put like an, just the explicit things. thing. Ah! <laughs> it's gonna get an explicit Pastor's warning. a terrorist. Oh, Anyhow, but but with all of these things, it is easy to lose sight of the reality that this is about the atoning sacrifice of Christ dying on the cross for my sin. And apart from him dying in my place, I have to die. I have to be separated from God. And there is no option. There's no heaven. There's no avoidance of hell if Christ doesn't die in my place and I receive that gift from him. And what makes it so glorious is that he proved who he was by rising from the grave. If there's no resurrection, then there's nothing. Christianity is a sham. Every part of what we do is a joke and we should be embarrassed. As Paul said, we are to be pitied above all people because this is the the center point of what we do is that Jesus died and he rose again, which is why in in Romans 10, Paul Mm -hmm. says, if you confess with your mouth that he's Lord and you believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, you'll be saved. Right. If you don't do those things, you're not saved. You can go to church, you can take the sacraments, you can be baptized, you can have all these things. But if you don't publicly confess that Christ runs your life and believe in the depths of your being that he is who he said he was, that he died in your place and rose again, and this is your hope for salvation, then you have no hope for salvation. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. That was a memory verse a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> Good job, you remembered it. Yeah. It's kind of a joke. How do you pronounce the Greek word for "it is finished"? It's Greek, right? It's <laughs> yeah, Greek, right? Yeah. You want you want me to say? Yes, it? because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Gre- worried that I will butcher it. <laughs> so I'm putting it uh, on you because you put the hallmark. Movie I would on me. usually say "tetelestai," but okay, I, I that's what I would assume. I uh, I have a point. <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing with dead languages is when we try to pronounce them, it can be. You know, well, kind the, of a moot point. The but, good yeah. news is there's probably not many people who would be able to prove you wrong. Yeah, if you say it with confidence, everybody's going to buy it. So I do have a point with that. Um, I'm redoing my dining room, and I found a sign, a really cool sign online that I wanted to hang up in there. I was thinking about hanging up in there that said okay. that word. That, yeah. that word. Yeah. And then it had the, the verse underneath it. And I was okay. like, oh, I really like that. I was telling my mom about that, and she's like, I think that's hor- That's morbid. That's horrible. And I said, oh. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a celebratory kind of thing. And I think that's, in this week, the, the difference between how we feel and, and the the tone of yeah. Good Friday and the tone of Easter. I look at it as finished as a celebratory thing. Like, it's finished, so I've been set free. Right. So I... That's he how took, heaven looks at right. it. Right. Well, good. <laughs> I haven't beat you, Bob. Um, no, but, but, you know, realistically... I get, I get her standpoint. That, I get it. You know, that really matters because... <laughs> right. Because religion shapes the worldview. Right. Even though this isn't about the religion, it's about the reality. And religion isn't always reality. That's right. that's the struggle we run into. When religion gets sideways of reality, then it's a dangerous thing. When religion is... Um, I'm trying to use proper words and I'm struggling here a little bit. It's but hard. when it's embracing reality, when it's reinforcing reality, when it's reminding us of what the scripture says and helping us to experience that better, then it's a worthwhile tool. Mm -hmm. But that's the extent really of the benefit of the religious trappings of things. The reality of Christ 
on the cross, rising from the grave, in our lives, returning from heaven to, to reign and to rule and to, to, uh, to gather up his people. All of that reality is so much bigger than what our traditions are. And your mom was raised in a different tradition than you. I hope she listens to this podcast, she but I know she won't. She probably won't, so we yeah. can talk about so, it. That's <laughs> uh, all right, because I'll talk to her about it too. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> She's going to yell at me. Yeah, that's why I'm going to talk to her. Anyway, just kidding. The, the, the reality is she grew up in more of a high church, right. much more Which religion. Which I think very, a lot of people do. Right, yeah. And, and so for, for her growing up time, there was a lot more. There was a lot more formality than you. She grew up in in what was at that time a UCC church, right. coming out of a, an older German tradition, and and had um, become a UCC church during her lifetime. Um, when when you were growing up, you were primarily in a free Methodist church, which mm-hmm. would be considered more of a low church kind of a thing. So you didn't have nearly as much formality. Much more focus on the on the gospel itself than on the, the um, I, I guess I'll say trappings of it, uh, probably still more uh, formal focused in a lot of ways than what we might be at real life. But, right. but just the difference in how you grew up in that, same household, same right. values, same Christ, but difference in how you grew up learning it changes how you see the framework really through which you look at it. And so when your mom sees that, that the darkness, the heaviness of that is really hard. There's a lot of other factors that in our right. growing up in, in the era and in our personal Don't raising. say how old she is. Your mom? I thought she was 39. Yeah. yeah. 38. <clears throat> Interesting since you're 31. 32. 33. Whoa, please, <laughs> please. I'm, play, I'm a 31-year-old I'm playing, lady. I'm playing. You're barely 31. Uh, anyhow, as we... Uh, as we see those differences, that shapes how we look at things. Sure. And so when we're talking about the resurrection, mm-hmm. we need to sometimes step away from all of the things that, that we've been, not all the things that we've been taught, but all of the trappings that go along with it. And so we look at Easter and we think of, you know, Judy Garland and Easter bonnets and things like that. And I love all of those things. I'm going to start singing some Fred Astaire. But when we start to see that, as defining the holiday, right. then it's no longer a holy day. It's just a day of cool stuff. That's a good wordplay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we need to refocus ourselves. And, and for you as a young parent with a young child, you have a responsibility not not to take away the joy. Sure. I, but to... I bought but to George make Easter sure, toys and things like but that. But to make sure that the fun stuff right. still remains rooted right. in... The reality of the, of the thing that that this is not just let's have fun on Easter Sunday let's let's have a big and, dinner right. family get-togethers and all these things they're all great they're wonderful in their place right. but they need to be subjugated they need to be right. be put under the, the reality, reality the weight of Good Friday and the death the horrific unspeakable death of Christ because I did that and you did that our sin your perfect little child did that to Christ right. because of our sin nature. And the more we can get them to see this, especially at a young age, because it forms the way we think, mm-hmm. to be able to recognize this in ourselves and then receive the the gift that we're given, then you can save them so much hassle growing up. And, and you know, we had 
had uh, talked about that a number of times uh, in, in personal settings, that the way we grow up changes everything. Sure. You know, we have a generation of people today who are growing up thinking that that purity and modesty is weird, wrong, and even abusive. That That's the movement right now is to say that purity cool. and modesty, calling them movements as if that was a movement, that's a reality there's of There's too many movements. That's you all know. just sit but, down. But there's this push to say that that's all been, that's abusive. That's right. harmful, really. Being modest, keeping yourself from making ridiculously immoral decisions, that's harmful and abusive. And then when you get to be an adult, the, the the and you decide whoa I was the, everything I've known is right. garbage the rewiring is it's, it's so, so hard. hard yeah and and so that's where you know we're, we spend every day as a ministry trying to help people rewire and but none of the rewiring does any good if you're not reborn right you have right. to you have to be regenerated by the spirit yeah rewiring I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like it's but, culty or no but but I think that's a really important thing because the the deprogramming that you have to do when you come out of a cult is very much what we have to do when we come out of the world. We have to deprogram the world's thinking. We have to learn not to think like the devil has told us to think and begin to see reality as it actually is. And the scripture makes that clear for us. And, and we're not always that, that great at it because we have over the, over the centuries, over the generations, gotten sometimes more caught up in literally the cult, the the. Uh, religious trappings mm -hmm. than we have in the reality of a transformed, changed life because Jesus died and he rose again. And I've received that. I've hidden myself in him so that now I am reborn. I'm a new creature. I'm starting over again with a new purpose, a new focus, a new worldview, a new way of, of being. All of this, not of my own doing, but of his doing. And that changes everything about life. And if it doesn't change everything about life, if it doesn't from the inside out, if it doesn't change my thinking and and, and you know cause me to turn from everything that I knew to everything that is Christ, then I don't think there's any way to look at the scriptures and believe that I'm saved. That I have to be a hundred percent His, right. or I'm not His at all. And that doesn't mean that every moment of every day I I. I walk perfectly right. i'm still i spend the rest of my life deprogramming right. rewiring that's the, and you're what gonna we, stumble that's what we call sanctification right. and it's a progressive thing but i've been justified in him and now i'm alive so the bondage of my will to sin has been broken now i can please god now i can make right choices which i couldn't make before because of christ because of christ See, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, man, there's so much. We can go on for days. <laughs> and we will talk more about it in uh, our podcast next week after Easter. If you are in the Southwest Lower Michigan area and you'd like to join us for our Easter service on Sunday, it starts at 10.04 a.m. It's also our grand opening for our new building here. Yes. Uh, last week's service went well, our first kind of... Still got some sound issues. We'll work well, that we'll out. So we'll fix that. Anybody who heard the sermon audio this past sorry. week, I am very sorry for that. <laughs> but yeah, join us for Easter or... Uh, you can listen to the podcast online and you'll have the sermon on there with better audio quality. I hope so. All right. Thanks, guys.